This is the fear of science. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Fear of Science, the show that dives into the wide world of science and science-adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new science fear, along with very special guests and surprises along the way. My name is Daniel Chai. And I'm Jeff Porter. And today we are joined at the, the castle that is <laughs> Vancouver Public Library in the keep that is the Inspiration Lab to talk about a very important subject that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Yeah, we're doing uh, Fear of Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh. Yeah. No, this was a difficult one for me uh, because I know way too many people who are into Dungeons and Dragons. So, Which is not a bad thing. Yeah, I'm just no, going to say it right now. That's not something. Yeah. So finding the guests for tonight was incredibly difficult because I wanted everybody I know on it. Uh, but who do we have mm -hmm. in the studio tonight? Who's joining us on our adventure? Who is in the party? Hello, uh, my name is Montana Roselle. I'm a co-founder of a non-profit organization called YVR Dungeon Masters that are bent on uh, bringing creativity and, and community to the people of Vancouver and hopefully the rest of Canada eventually. Yes. Thanks. Hi, my name is Callan Borval. Uh, I'm a voice actor and actor in town here. Um, and uh, I'm part of a D&D group that uh, we stream our sessions on Twitch. And I'm the GM Tim, and I am a professional dun dungeon master. Uh, I D&D &D for the Stone Crow Tavern and Ale House. I D&D &D for a D&D in a castle. And I get to run a, uh, a drag show here in town called uh, Fierce Adventures, where it's a bunch of drag queens playing D&D &D on stage. And yes. it's an improv show. Such a good show. That was a list, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I'm glad, glad to have you all here and glad to have all of your, your expertise here uh, because, uh, you know, again, we try to explore uh, the, the different fears. Now, most people wouldn't necessarily think that Dungeons & Dragons is a thing to be feared, but... Yeah, I, I think that um, there's kind of two different ways we can look at the fear of Dungeons and Dragons. And I don't think it's, I don't think there's anyone staying home at night petrified, not able to sleep because of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you never know, maybe. Um, but there's kind of two, two ways I want to approach it. Uh, one is kind of the history of the fear of Dungeons and Dragons. And one is the fear of getting into Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so we'll start with uh, the history of Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm sure all of us know um, that there was uh, the scare, the occult scare mm -hmm. um, of the early 80s. Oh, the 80s. Oh, the 80s. Yeah, the satanic panic. Satanic yes. panic, yeah, exactly. Um, I did some research because I've heard of it, just being because I've been playing D&D for a long time now. I've heard about it, but I really didn't know that much about it. Um, but yeah, apparently 1979, there was a 16-year-old prodigy, James Douglas Egbert III. Wow. Yeah. Who disappeared from his dorm in, at Michigan State University. Um, after he disappeared, they found a bunch of D&D books in his dorm. Um, and they believed he had a lot of mental issues. Um, they believed that he thought he was in a Dungeons and Dragons world and that he was suicidal because of that. Um, oh. And 
there was a movie uh, made of it, uh, which. Uh. Uh, um, does anyone know the name of the movie? Maze Tim, and feel... Monsters. Maze and Monsters. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Not even Tom Hanks could save it. Oh, no. no. Oh, wow. Tom I... Hanks was in it? Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks was, Tom Hanks was the lead. I think that was actually his breakout role, honestly. I think what? it might have been. Breakout? I was oh, trying to figure so. that out. Because... I think it was one of his first roles. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not even one of those, like, it's so it's bad, so bad it's, it's good. good. It's just not good. Okay. Like, just don't bother. Yeah, and it was um, it was created uh, partially from the the group bothered about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so, oh my god! Bad, bad is the bad. acronym. Wow! Uh, yeah. Not to be wow. confused with mad. Not mad. This is That's bad. great work, but huh. that would be a good Dungeons and Dragons movie if Mad made it. Mad <laughs> yeah. TV. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, I love that. They obviously were really attached to the acronym um, and used the word bothered <laughs> in order right. to make it. It's like they're not even upset about it. They're just, nah, I'm kind of bothered by Dungeons and Dragons. It's a little upsetting. Yeah. But it was a massive Christian group that was very much against uh, the occult symbols ah. in Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which there are like few. I mean, the, one of the original books, like way it was advertised, is they had like a giant demon on the front of it. Mm-hmm. When, Actually, the demon had a woman in his grasp, uh, like kind of half naked and stuff like that. So it does make sense that if you're a Christian and you look at a book with a demon in front of it, you're like, mm, probably Satan. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Right, yeah. right. Uh, so, so uh, you know, I, I've heard uh, a little bit about these stories. And I, uh, what was it? Uh, the satanic... Uh, satanic panic. Satanic, satanic panic. panic. Uh, you know, uh, for because I've gone to Dungeons and Dragons more as an adult. Uh, maybe those in here have been playing it, you know, all their life. Um, like, was was the Satanic Panic? Was it as big? Uh, like, was the Panic like like a huge like thing, uh, or or was it perhaps like uh, more maybe blown up by the media? Like, how big was the Satanic Panic back in the in the eighties? Well, I guess there's different accounts like where it was. Uh, I didn't play D and D in the '80s since I wasn't alive. Brag. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe Tim, you might be able to fill in that. Uh, no, I didn't play in the okay. '80s either. Yeah, yeah. No, but I know that I we survived. That, I know that. Yeah, I know that it affected. Uh, it affected enough that parents were still nervous of people role-playing in the 90s when I started role-playing. Interesting, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. I, I got into RPs in the 90s, and D&D wasn't even my first. My right. first was, uh, oh, God, it's an old TSR called Super... It's, it's Superheroes. It's literally oh, right. what it's called. I think it's Superheroes. Oh, okay. Marvel Superheroes. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I have that book. Being able to play Spider-Man, I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Great reason. Uh, but, you know, my, my parents were like, yeah, we don't really want you playing those games because they're not supposed to be good. I'm so like, so okay. even with even with Marvel, like, with a Yeah, because they were the role-play part, right? Like, they didn't oh. understand that it's meant to be more of, like... like Tim well, might actually I think he's uh, super... Or he's a spider. Right? Yeah, I don't want to yeah. lose my Tim. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, especially, especially if it was, like, your your uncle telling you not to play Spider-Man. No, no, no. It's good. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. But, uh, but, so now I, I wonder, you know, uh, if, with with the satanic panic and you know people still being afraid of it, maybe that's why the 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 cliche of people playing Dungeons and Dragons, you know, in their basements and just playing it, you know, with just like their their friends, and it wasn't cool to do it. Like, was playing D and D like doing drugs? 
Mm, remember the like uh, winners don't do drugs. Also, like winners don't do D and D. Well, I mean, winners did use drugs back then. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but like, I think it was more along lines of it was like an outsider thing that outsiders did. Right. Right. Uh, right. So people who played sports and uh, were more like active in the community and like socially and stuff like that uh, were you know seen as like the people superior. And people who played Dungeons Dragons, people who like wrote and like played music and was like very inward person, they were called, you know, losers. Well, you know, true, because like, yeah, like being called a geek, being called a nerd, like back in back in my childhood days, which was in the nineties, being a, called a geek and a nerd, like were bad. Was it super, was super yeah. short-lived uh, sitcom uh, or I don't know if it was sitcom, the comedy uh, Freaks and Geeks? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, which is like incredible when you look at who's in it but oh. it, it was a really good portrayal of the difference sort of like in the in the attitudes I think between like jocks and and nerds like yeah. it kind of separated yeah. the groups really well whereas like you watch something like Breakfast Club and it's very it's it's even more hyper cliched right whereas mm-hmm. Freaks and Geeks seem to like do an average good job at showing that there's a gray area that people kind of flow between sometimes yeah. right mm-hmm. so I think that was a good portrayal of, of how it was right up until I'd say what 2000s when superhero movies started hitting TV or yeah. hitting theaters I think that's when it started and as much as I absolutely hate the show um, Big Bang Theory <laughs> yeah. I wasn't actually yeah. going to say it I was just going to say critical critical role critical role yeah. 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 Rules too. Uh, one that show that people do like and they did play Dungeons Dragons actually was the one that actually got me into playing it uh, was Community yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, they, they did a great job. They did a great job. Where they were able to, like, kind of show, like, the, the role-playing between friends and stuff mm-hmm. and, like, how people can take different characters, uh, oh. but then have, like, your own personality kind of influence these new characters. Right. Uh, yeah. That's, a, uh, that's actually a really great uh, question. Uh, maybe we can go around quickly and share. Uh, so so for you, you, you got inspired to, to play D&D from... Community, yes. Yeah. So I saw that, and I went to a comic book store because I was going through like this comic book phase, uh, and I saw people playing, and I just asked them, "Hey, what are, you, what are they doing?" Just playing Dungeons and Dragons. So I went next week, played it, and I loved it ever since. Uh-huh. That's great. Uh-huh. Um, for me, oh, my first, my first game. Um, <laughs> it was, it was the kind of the the classic. Um, you know, in high school, a friend was like, "Hey, want to play D and D?" And I'm like, "Ooh, what's that?" You know. And so he came over. He made like a little one shot for me, and we played it just in my bedroom on the floor. And and I was, I was a, uh, I was a. Uh, uh, half orc barbarian named oh. Colfina Oakenhorse. And yeah, that was kind of my first experience, and uh, yeah, just kind of fell in love with it then and there. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, God. I don't even remember. Yeah. I can't even. I, I couldn't even. I remember we were playing. I didn't play D&D, like actual D&D, until fourth edition. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think I played a little bit of like three point five, so in the early two thousands. But yeah, it was like Middle Earth and and Macross and and science fiction RPs, Star Trek. Oh my god, I played so much Star Trek and <laughs> and, and and Star Wars. And yeah, I don't even remember my first character. I'm like I'm breaking all the rules right now. I'm not. Yeah, oh. I'm like I feel like I feel I'll feel shunned. Shunning <laughs> like, myself on this. I'm You've like, been playing oh. for so long. You don't even. No, I just that play so much now that yeah. it's just wow. Yeah, like yeah. 
Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's fair. Uh, I'm actually pretty relatively new to Dungeons and Dragons in the grand scheme of things. Um, I've been playing for almost four years now. Um, but it was one of those things where I grew up in a really small town in rural Manitoba. So the idea of Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid was just not there at all. Mm. Like, we didn't even have a comic book store in Brandon. It was oh. a two and a half hour drive to Winnipeg to the closest comic book store. So, geekdom really, and I was so teased in high school that I tried to stay away from everything geekdom mm. uh, just to kind of keep the, the focus off of me. Um, but yeah, I'd always been interested in it. And then it wasn't until a friend of mine was like, oh yeah, we just had someone leave our group. You might be interested in that. I, um, what was the name of the, the Star Wars um, game with the, the vehicles that you fight? Um, Battlefront? No, it's a miniature. X Wing was kind of my gateway drug in a mm. way to it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> where it's not really role playing, but there's a very structured um, rolling of dice and, and strategy to it. X Wing came out game. of the role playing game they made, Edge of the Empire. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was meant to, I think, I think, because it came afterwards. It was, uh, from what I understand, it was the meant to be the. Uh, the tabletop version so that when you have your ships, you can... No. That's why it's so small. Yeah. You know, okay. It's like a small unit of ships. Yeah. I think it's meant to be like a fast, quick thing. Yeah, Thanks. it was a great game to kind of... Because I was used to playing just kind of normal board games, um, and then it was a bit more advanced. I was like, oh, you know what? I, I caught on to this one pretty easily. Maybe I can attempt Dungeons & Dragons, because at that time, it seemed like such a giant... Thing and a difficult thing to get into. Yeah. Mm. Uh, for myself, uh, very similar. I, I got into it when I was an adult. Um, back in the day, in the early, early aughts, um, I, I distinctly remember me and a group of friends, we got together and we put together a, a campaign and I played a bard because I was like, what am I going to play? I'm going to play a bard because I love singing. That's how it works. Um, and, it was, uh, and it was super fun. And we, I distinctly remember us doing uh, uh, three three weeks in a row. We did three three weeks in a row. We're like, okay, cool. And then the next week, Two of us couldn't make it. Mm. And then the week after, oh, uh, two two different of us couldn't make it. No, we never got back game. again. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that world it still exists in limbo yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the three-week rule. Yeah, three weeks yeah. I know. Yeah. That, it was, yeah. Um, the greatest enemy of Dungeons & Dragons is scheduling. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, with that said, I've had a chance to, to role-play with a, a few of the people on this podcast and with a few different groups um, now an adult and it's been it's been really fun to get to uh, explore something i'm still getting into it and learning what is D because i think D, just as we're trying to uh explore here on this podcast it's not D is not just rolling dice there's so much more to it mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah now um there's a good question what is D? so for listeners who's never heard of D&D, uh, how would each of us describe D&D? Uh, I'd just say it's a cooperative storytelling game. Uh, mm. You sit down and use dice to determine the, what you do in the game. 
uh, based on your character's abilities and skills. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love how you say it. it's it is cooperative storytelling. It's I think a lot of people think like, oh, we're we're going into it to experience something that's already pre-made. It's not. You're you're building something together. Um yeah, I would describe it similarly that it's 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 one type one type of, of that uh, storytelling that there's, there's so many different types of these little uh, RPGs and worlds that you can play in um, and then this one is, is more fantasy based yeah yeah I can't add to that now you know just to uh, um, you know hearing these answers because uh, I know some people who have tried Dungeons and Dragons and they, they've done it once and they're like, oh, it's not for me. Or there's some people who are like, oh, it sounds really cool, but I, I don't know how to get into it. I, or, or some people who are just like, who have never tried it and they're like, no, I, I don't like Dungeons and Dragons. Not for me. I don't, I'm not. That's for nerds. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> um, now, uh, if, you, if we were to try and gently encourage someone to, to try D&D, like, in a way, like, trying to encourage someone to uh, jump out of an airplane, hmm. how would we, uh, <laughs> uh, like, what is a good way? Because I think there are definitely many, you know, positive aspects of D&D. Uh, and, yeah, what is maybe a way that we can... Uh, encourage if someone is maybe on the borderline of oh I've always wanted to try but I don't know if I'd be good at it can you be good at D&D oh yeah and you can be bad oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh. you actually I was, yeah. yeah you're right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I may um, I think that I think that like if it's going to be like jumping out of airplane it'd be like give it a try but if it's going to be like um, uh, like I, I think that I think that actually when somebody's like I tried it and I didn't like it I think that that's kind of like almost a sentence closer for me because because it's kind of like when somebody looks at you and says oh I don't like sushi and then some smartass <laughs> always in Vancouver looks at you and goes you just haven't tried the right sushi <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no I don't like sushi I actually love sushi but you know like it's so it's I think when somebody's like no I don't like it I've tried it I don't like it my, my response generally is okay that's totally fair and should you ever want to try again let me know like mm. I think that's all it is is, that's all it needs, right? Yeah. right? And I think if, if it's somebody who just like has never tried it, then it's a matter of like, you can do it, I can teach you in five minutes. Like, right. all you got to do is literally just get them to remember that they pretended when they were kids, and all you have to do is tap into that. That's all it is. Like, mm. it's it's just a matter of make believe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, I would just say, like, if someone was to approach me and be like, you know, I would be like, yeah, hey, have you ever played? You ever want to play? It's like, yeah, I played. I didn't like it. I'd ask why. What was it about the game that specifically you didn't mm-hmm. like? Uh, mm-hmm. And when you ask that, you actually get a couple of different answers. Some people are just like, nah, I just, I just didn't like it, which is fine. Totally cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some people are like, oh, well, I, I made a character and then the dungeon master wouldn't let me do this. Or uh, he had this whole motive. Or I wanted. died in the first episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every time I hear that, I want to be like, who's your DM? I'm taking names. <laughs> I will find that person for you. Yes. <laughs> we'll hunt him down and slay them. Uh, uh, now, for for those who don't know, uh, what is what is a DM? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim? Tim? 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 Dungeon Master. Uh, Dungeon Master. Uh, I actually use GM. Usually, I, DM is very, very, very D&D focused. It's actually trademarked, I think, to yes. D&D. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe oh, we yeah. shouldn't oh, say no. that. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, we're because it's, it's, the, it's the common term. We're not selling it, right? So yeah, we're right. good. Right. But... Okay. but uh, uh, 
DM is like is like what a, a it's the dungeon master who runs the D and D game, so, and a game master, GM or narrator, is your kind of generic term for a person who runs role playing games. Now, when I'm on when I'm on Instagram or or Twitter, and I slide into someone's DMs, is that the same thing? Yes. No, that's direct message. The same thing. Yeah. Actually, no. You know what? Yes, it is. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, cool. It is the same thing. Treated as such, and tell me how that goes for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear all about. There's it. still a chance of role playing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Ne- Next time someone slides into my DMs, yeah. I'll just be like, "Roll for initiative." <laughs> oh my god! Right. Especially if they're like, "All right." Can we make okay. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. Seriously. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah. You and I should start doing this. And we please. Yes. We gotta yeah. take back the DM. Slide yeah. into the DM. <laughs> The DM. Oh, oh, I love it. Oh, oh my god. No, take, take back the DM. Yes. <laughs> but now, as you were mentioning, you know, uh, uh, so there are people who can be uh, bad at Dungeons and Dragons. Are there bad uh, GM, bad DMs? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately. I, I'm afraid of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go on Reddit, there's something called RPG Horror Stories. Just don't, oh, just no. don't go on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bad examples of bad Dungeon Masters. Oh, you must uh, never go there. Not listening to the players. Yeah. Uh, railroading, I guess, in a way. Uh, railroading is a term saying that do the Dungeon Master has specific story you're supposed to set out and do, uh, and he they guide you no matter what you do along that story. So uh-huh. uh, those if you don't talk about that beforehand, it can be very uh, yeah. demeaning that someone's taking control of your character. So does railroading cover when the DM is just like, oh, your character is thinking this and feeling yes. this? Yes, yes. I hate that. Yes, yes. <laughs> can I, you know, we should be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think we're really quick to... I, I'm I'm very bad for it. I will fully acknowledge that. We're really quick to jump and say that there are bad DMs. I think a better way to say that, and I'm just saying that as yes. I hear it in my head, is there's way there's really poor GM practices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. I think that might yes. like there's bad GM skills that are ubiquitous. Sure. Like there there are it's, there's far too many bad than there are good, and I think that it's way easier to think that. That you get right into it. That that you know, like the adversarial concepts, right? That's mm-hmm. that's an old school concept from first and second edition, um, even three five. The the that that you're the DM versus the players, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. So it created this idea that like you have to be the DM is there to torment the characters, right. not the players. But yeah. in, in doing so, you create this this very adversarial, right? right? And the newer editions have have done their really good job at starting to eliminate that. Yeah. Oh, so like in the previous editions, the DM was almost like like the devil who was there to like purposely <laughs> torment and you. And we're just right? puppets. Yeah. And we're just puppets. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. You know, the one of the most the one of the most famous uh, modules. That's a, a module is a, a set adventure that usually takes between two and six hours, give or take, and can run as far as like years if you've got a good book and a lot of RP going into it. But uh, one of the original modules was called uh, Tomb of Horrors. Mm-hmm. And Tomb of Horrors was designed by Gygax. He's the guy that created D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to literally kill off the players, it was a tournament game and it was timed so you sat what? down at the table D&D tournament yeah so well kind of so it was it was it was done in a way that you sat down at the table knowing that your character was not going to survive well you, most people didn't know it the first year it was out but then they learned really quick <laughs> because because the first trap is a death trap 
Like, and it just, it just gets worse from there. Oh, wow. Like it's, it's, if you guys ever want to play, I will totally run you through the way they used to. Like, I just finished it actually. Did you run the book or did you do the act like Tomb of Annihilation? Yeah. 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 So that, that end. No, not Tomb of Annihilation. We did did the actual Tomb of Horrors. But our, my DM modified it slightly because (laughs) see, it is ruthless. It's ruthless. And the original game was a tournament style. So, uh, like it was built for conventions when there wasn't a lot of time. So you sat down, and the goal was to make your character survive as long as possible. Right. So it was literally a DM versus player scenario, mm-hmm. and that was in the early 80s, I think, they did that. Yeah, it's like literally you open up a door, and if you open the wrong door, it's like your character's You're dead. dead. Like, wow. that's it. It's just like... Full on dead. You're dead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the, one of my favorite traps is, like, if you if you are not paying attention, like, the DM's supposed to explain that you see this beam of light come from a staff you and it etches like black scarring into the wall um uh, and and you know you walk in okay walk in great the beam light crosses grazes past you uh you're dead well i don't get a save no no yeah it's it's ruthless and that's but that's the kind of like that was the vibe right so so it created this scenario and i think that actually ties into why some people are scared of it now because Mm -hmm. it is very easy to like have this concept like if if i told you that you're going to play this character but one person is controlled the rest of the world around that character that's kind of scary mm-hmm. like that's you have to have a lot of trust in that person and i think that's where the bad dm thing kicks mm-hmm. back in is because mm-hmm. you always have that also i think that's probably the reason why a lot of people don't vote uh in elections <laughs> like, um, you know, wow one person's in control of everything around me um i do have a say you know what screw it uh, <laughs> but, it's, but it's the but it's the reverse i'm just throwing that out there yeah. <laughs> from a communications major what you just said hurts and yeah. it's, it's the reverse we do have the power. Yeah. Just like in D&D, we've got the power to the dice roll. But I, uh, I think... Please vote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode's not going to be going until after the vote. Oh, oh, oh. Hashtag the well, congratulations to... Fill in blank. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think just from my point of view as well, because I just started DMing not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really intimidating. It was really hard to get into because, like, I've even, we're doing a module, we're doing Tomb of Annihilation. Um, so essentially, with a module, you're kind of following along the book. Um, and you can modify it as much as you want, but the basic story is there already. But it's still, even doing a module, it's still a lot of research, um, a lot of prepping the game, depending on how far you want to go, if mm-hmm. you want to have figures for everything, if you want to have maps for everything. Um, you know, you could do it more in the theater of the mind if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is, it's very intimidating. It's a lot of work. Um, and it's difficult to keep that game going because the players are just like, yeah, maybe I'll make it. Maybe I won't. It's like, mm-hmm. are you going to make it? Because I've done a lot of work for this. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a, uh, a difficult thing for for getting new DMs. I know Montana, you, a lot of what you guys yeah. have been doing is around that. Yeah, for sure. These uh, guys are amazing. I gotta say, I, oh, your group, like, I know I got like into it right at the very beginning with, with you and Lauren, but you guys are incredible. No, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is a lot of work DMing. Uh, there's a lot of information that you need to know, but again, you 
don't need to know all of it. Uh, yeah. That's like a big thing, I think, is like what fear, like the fear from Dungeons and Dragons come from, from just playing, mm-hmm. is you feel like there's so much things that you need to know, which there are things you can know and things that people really do enjoy learning about, but you don't need to know all that stuff. But there's so many different dice. There's just so much <laughs> there's like six dice? The, why do some people have like, like buckets of dice? Uh, because once you fall in love with this game, you start becoming, uh, hmm, what's the word? Uh, addicted? Addicted is a word you could use. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I only run nine games in a month. But... Oh yeah. Spend a half of life playing D&D. Right. Right. Um, well, th- that's it, because uh, now, Callan, you, mm-hmm. you even, you are involved in an international yeah. uh, podcast uh, or international Twitch stream yes. with, uh, with, uh, a D and D, and this yeah. is where you and your group you perform across like literal time zones. Yes, yeah. So our our DM uh, lives in France, and uh, the person who uh, hosts the stream is in Sweden. So I get up at six a.m. on Sundays uh, to play. <laughs> so, dedication. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. And and what is it called? And for for listeners who are interested, in yeah. Checking um, you so out. the uh, the campaign, I think officially on the stream is called International D&D, but it, it's affectionately called It's Probably Fine uh, because <laughs> we say okay. that uh, many times oh, no. per episode. Uh, right. But uh, uh, the the person who streams it, uh, her username is Caitlin D. Perry, um, and so uh, you can Katie follow Perry. it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Wow. And, uh, that's, that's great. Thank fun. you. Yeah. Now, uh, that's because, you know, so, so people are, are uh, streaming on Twitch, yeah. you know, there's, you know, uh, you know, we mentioned community, mm-hmm. of course, Stranger Things, Critical Role, mm-hmm. uh, so many, uh, you know, lots of great graphic novels, podcasts, all about D&D. Uh, is it fair to say, is, you know, D&D was something that used to be, you know, people were literally satanic panic about, playing, mm-hmm. in, playing in basements. Is D&D now the mainstream? <laughs> Geek is. Yeah. 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 Uh I think eventually it's going to be. Uh the way of like internet and like just technology. I feel like there's gonna be a pushback and D might become new sports. Well, right, I mean yeah. it, I think it already is. I mean, there's already discussion about trying to figure out a way to make it an esport, that kind of <sighs> that kind of tie in. And yeah. and critical role gets fourteen million views yeah. every episode. Yeah. That's, <laughs> But the the fact that they get fourteen million views, that's more that's more people than watch most sitcoms or, uh, existing today. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's four hours. Well they just cut it down, but it was four hours, that's right? Mm-hmm. So the the average episode, if my memory is correct, the average recent episode of like Monday Night Raw for, for WWE, um, huge, you know, international uh, organization, uh, gets about three million. Well, mm-hmm. the, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, I think the last Super Bowl got thirty million. Right. Wow. Yeah. Right. So and that's just to kind of like put it into perspective. I don't. I think that's even high, to be right. honest. And it's yeah. becoming more and more accessible. Like people think, oh, I need to have a whole library of books, but you know, you can make an account on D and D Beyond, and it has all of your, you know, all the information yeah. you need. You can you can put your maps up on Roll Twenty, which is yeah, amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay, you can just have it all there. You don't even need to. You know, back to the scheduling issue. You don't even need to all be in the same room. You can just play, you know, online with your friends. Wow. Yeah. I would say the scheduling, cool. though. You know the thing. 
thing I'm learning, they're seeing, I guess, the biggest one about that is that it used to be considered this thing. Like it was like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to play games, whatever, maybe I'll come. But it's not anymore. Now it's like, it's like that thing that you do. And, and, mm. and the people who hire me, it's, I set it up as like a, like, this is like a, I always say like a pottery class. I have no idea why I picked pottery, but I did. <laughs> That's it seems to work for everyone. Right? Like, so safe, it's, safe right? and accessible. Yeah, like, so if you're going to, if you're going to play, if you're going to go make your pottery, you're going to, you're going to show up. And if you can't because you're sick, well, you've already paid for it and you're going to show up the next time. Right. Yeah. So I kind of do it like that. Like, and it seems to make kind of a more, there's it, when you have those set dates these are the dates we're going to play if you're here you're here if you're not we're skipping you like we're going to go by and you'll have yeah. to catch up next game mm-hmm. right and if you keep not showing up then they're just not you're not going to have any pottery yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, all, you're all level seven. That has happened. What do you mean we're level five? Yeah. Yeah. We were level two when I left. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 You had exactly. to go to Disneyland. Yeah. 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 You went and got married. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> One of my players but, actually did that right now. Like he's right. off for like a month because he went right. to get married. It's wow. awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> Though it is because, like, yeah, speaking with, uh, you know, people here, um, like I know, Jeff, you have how many games do you? Um, I have one game that I play in uh, that I've been playing in for four years, uh, every week. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah. So, so you play in one, and you also DM one. I DM one. The DMing one is not as regular. That's yeah. for sure. It's mm-hmm. like, and that's partially my own fault, my own <laughs> schedule. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, how many how many games are you involved in Montana? Uh, minusing the two events that we run each month, uh, five. Wow. Wow. Uh, no, add the events. Wow. I'm just in the one right now, but uh, on the side, uh, uh, we'll do one session games of Fiasco, oh, which, nice. which uh, I love. Huh. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. How often do you play Fiasco? Um, Basically, whenever we can get people together who are, we have like a list of people who are like, oh, I've heard about this. I want to play it. And it's like, okay, well, we'll put you on the list. We try not to have more than four people because uh, it's just, just it's so much more fun when you just have four. So, um, uh, not super regularly, but I'd say like every month, once a month. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I run, I run nine. I think I'm at nine. I have. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I think How many do you play? Uh, that has just changed. It was zero, and I, so I'm playing in the. I'm playing for the first time in. I think it's been ten years since wow. I played. Wow. So I, Big I, step. Yeah. Big step. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I, it is. It is. I actually handed the GMing off from my queer group that we call. Oh, nice. We call the Loose Ends. Nice. <laughs> queer to play with us. Oh, yes. Very cool. And take oh. whatever you want for where that came from. And I actually handed it off to one of the other players who wanted to try DMing. So oh, we're in so the cool. world that we like. We all like the world, and I'm playing a character based off of uh, based off of a friend who passed away. I, it's, it's like it's okay. It was good, um, and um, and the tick. He's a human paladin. Oh my god. It's all about the destiny. Destiny is everywhere. Yeah. You just have to pick it up and oh, take dude. it with you. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. That's, so that's, that's really beautiful because uh, yeah. you know you were mentioning uh, so you know you built a community. Uh, around yeah. D D, yeah, and same with you know with you Montana, yeah. Callum, you wake up, uh, and <laughs> you, 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 I do. You, you wake up, well, you wake up literally for six a.m. for yes. your community. Do you guys, do you guys stream at six? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll 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 wake. Yeah. Oh, I'll, really? I'll, are you but, playing this week? 
Uh, not this week because uh, the. Do you play uh, like once a month or? No, we usually play every week, but uh, just this week, uh, one person is away, so we're skipping this week. But when uh, this but... airs, it'll be this week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, so we I will come. I will come watch with. Yeah. Oh, I'll say thank hi. you. Because <laughs> it's, it's really beautiful to to hear. Um, oh, I love what I love about the Fear of Science podcast is that whenever we get special guests, no matter what the topic is, you know, for um, our friend uh, 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 Doctor Gardy. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Gardy. Jennifer Regarding um, and her passion about talking about diseases, um, we, we've had experts talk about bitcoins. We've had experts uh, coming in, you know, uh, uh, talking about climate change, um, mm. politics, and it's really. But uh, with all of them and with all of uh, our special guests here, hearing your passion for this is really great. And I think that passion is also something that can help. Uh, encourage people uh, to say move past their fear of oh, I would never be good at D&D to well maybe I could mm-hmm. yeah. try D&D just so, do it thank you for sharing yeah. your passions that's the best yeah. way to do it is yeah. just do it and I think D&D the, the thing I love the most about it is the community that like yeah. even if you're you're talking a small community like just your your DM and your players that you, you see every once in a while it's still Role playing to the level that that you 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 do in D and D, I think is a level of vulnerability that mm-hmm. you have to have, and I think it really makes you closer um, to people that might be absolute total strangers yeah. to you. Like half the my D and D group, I did not know them at all when I first started playing, and now they're some of my closest friends. That's so cool. Yay! That is awesome. Uh, yeah, because you know this is oh man. Uh, I love I love our episodes that Goop is like man this is, needs to be a two or three parter. I know. Yeah. But you know you know it's uh, uh I think D and D is really great at almost being like. Uh, well, I paid for this pottery class. I should go <laughs> to. Well, my my friends that I don't really get to see except for these sessions. Mm-hmm. I want to go not just to D and D, but also to see these people and again build those adult friendships. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's cool to see more people getting involved in. Like I was thinking about this this morning. Actually, this is the first campaign I've played in where I was not the only woman playing and and so historically i was just always i was just the token girl <laughs> in the campaigns and this time it's it, we're mostly women playing which, and, and and i keep seeing streams and, and things like that of, of women playing it's so cool oh. i love it have you felt much um pushback from because i know in the past um dnd was kind of the the sacred um kind of alpha male geek world mm. um have you felt much pushback being a woman from the D world mm, not really i think i think i did in the past like i said when i was the only like i was the only girl playing and, and then it was just like oh well my partner's playing therefore she has to play mm. kind of thing whereas now it's just it's like hey we're we're just going to get together and play and it's not a big deal right yeah which i love i think that's really great yeah yeah because i think um there is that that stereotype of um, that to- toxic masculine um, was tended to be the DM for a long yeah, time. Yeah. And that's like we were talking about before, it was bad DMing and good DMing. It's creating that 
that gateway or that gatekeeper um, to be able to be allowed to play in the game. Mm-hmm. Like you're not geeky enough mm-hmm. to play in D and D until I let you. Well, I've, I've talked to people that uh, well, those that don't know everyone on this podcast listening. Uh, I go out in the streets and I try and recruit people to play D and D, and I get a lot of conversations with like you know women that are just like, oh. Is this for everyone? Mm. Yes, it is for everyone. Uh, We want you to come. We want everyone to come. We want everyone to play. But, like, there is still, like, a lot of people still think of it as, like, a very male-dominated place. Uh, A very white male-dominated place. Especially when you look at at the convention scene, right? Which is is slowly (laughs) starting to change. Yeah. So slowly. But... That's that's been the yeah it's been the white male. <sighs> it's just can't. It's a representation, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the dungeon masters you see, most of what people believe to be dungeon masters are people uh, white males with beards, neck beards, mm-hmm. and like don't socialize with anyone or anything like that. But there are a lot of like new like female dungeon masters that mm-hmm. are going out and playing and seeing a female dungeon master like oh I feel comfortable going and play this to yeah. so bring more people and like yourself into the game. And we just need to do that more and just make it more inclusive. Yeah. Awesome. And there's a lot of like um, uh, D&D podcasts as well. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's it? Dames, Dames and D&D? Dames and Dragons. Dames mm. and Dragons, yes. Uh, incredible podcast. Um, and just a lot of more female-led. Um, Dames and Dragons, Behold Her, Adventure EXE. Um, uh, Adventure, yes. Local too. Adventure EXE. I just learned that the other day. Oh, nice. Um, Very cool. Um, yeah, there's D&D and T. Like, there's... there's there's so many uh, yeah I'll give you a list (laughs) that's great Um, yeah because again as we mentioned you know uh, it it can be for everyone you you can get the resources online Mm -hmm. get a couple dice carve your own um, or get an app to to roll dice on your phone yeah Yeah. Um, and yeah play and have fun yeah and uh, just everything's changing so much in, in D&D right now, I feel. I don't know if it's because I've, I've designed uh, three D&D books so far. So I've, I've been part of that D&D Kickstarter world. Um, so I just pay attention to so much D&D Kickstarter um, just because of that. But it just seems like every D&D Kickstarter or anything role-playing related just blows up like reaper miniatures um is running their kickstarter right now well not now while you're listening to this now while we're recording this um and uh they're at almost two million dollars for their kickstarter which is just incredible and i think that's uh, you're saying that it's so the D world is is going to become an even more mainstreaming, mm-hmm. and uh, that's I see that absolutely. Wow, that so might be dangerous though, you know. Like the more I think about it, the more money that goes into D and D, the more we run the risk of it not being the kind of creative zone that it is. Mm-hmm. Like right now, we all have control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We sure. create D and D. Like we do, we sitting in this room, each one of us, every time you pick up a dice, you make your D&D world or whatever you're playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it becomes this mega corporate thing, it's going to be like McDonald's where there's only so much choice. You can have a burger, but you only get the choice of whether or not have pickles or not. Like I, that's not much of a choice, right? So I think we got to be really careful that we, we support the indie games 
Two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Absolutely. This session brought to you by McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. We have no fight. <laughs> uh, just a reminder, uh, Pure Science, we are always open to sponsorships. <laughs> Why are we laughing? That's not a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love Fortnite. I'm not going to lie. Now, here's a question. Um, as we talk about the evolution of Dungeons & Dragons, how does everyone feel about digital Dungeons and Dragons? I know as... Uh, Can we be more specific in what that means to you? D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D? No. Um, so what do you mean by so digital Dungeons and Dragons? 100% um, online-based. As in like like the... Like the... PS4 computer, like the D&D no, Live, I've, or yeah. like... Um, I'm thinking more, uh, what's the name of the platform? The, Roll20. Uh, yeah, Roll20, oh, okay. yeah. that kind of thing. Because I know I've talked to a lot of DMs and a D&D players um, that are very passionate about paper and pen. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a pure way. You sh- must be rolling dice. You must be... Um, that's the way to play D&D. Yeah. Uh, well, generally, I think the general consensus is that Usually people use Roll20 and platforms like that to be able to play with people that aren't in your area. Right. Mm-hmm. You have a friend that moves, yeah, you have a friend that moves to Alberta, lives over in uh, the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of hard to get everyone together. So you use things like that to kind of bridge that gap. Uh, you can I'm, fly over for D&D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, I'll you take make a that commitment. 16-hour flight. Yeah. <laughs> right off, right off. Yeah. I'm in if you're paying. But I've seen like a lot of people that are like, I've only played Roll20 and I just want to find a like a game close by where I can be with people one-on-one. Because mm. I think people here can like really say to it that like it's super fun just getting together, seeing people's reactions, playing off other people's like emotions mm-hmm. and like really having that home feel. And like that time when things get like into an intense moment, you could feel the body heat up everyone. Yeah. 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 But I, I generally don't think that it's bad to do it over online I just think you know do what makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love having the option. Like, I, I, I love both. I love the accessibility of being able to play online and just be on, you know, Discord chat with with friends uh, in that, you know, that I haven't seen in years after moving away, you know. And, uh, but I but I also love that that kind of in-person community feel. And so, like, I, I love having both options. I think, Your I think stream, both where do you guys great. play? What's that? Do you use Roll20? Yeah, we, we, yeah, we have, uh, like, character sheets around D&D Beyond, uh, Roll20, we have for our um, our maps and combat, yeah. and then um, we we still like have our paper and our and we roll our physical dice and things like that. So yeah, we have a, we have a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Do you guys have like dice camps? Each of you have a dice camp? No, oh. we don't. I, I've seen oh, I've seen be. some yeah. streets that do. Now we're talking it. the honesty rule. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. we do have one one. Did you person... get like a weird number of twenties all in a row? Well, funnily <laughs> enough, we had uh, one girl in our campaign. Uh, she uh, she just would always like. Like we just I don't understand she just kept rolling 20s but every time she rolled one she would take a picture with her phone and send it to our group chat every single time she's just like I promise I promise I'm just extremely lucky after she rotates it yeah 
Yeah, she's like, that. there we go, there, yeah, just uh, fix that. Oh, wow, another one, weird click. Oh, weird. Yeah. That looks like the same picture as that one. <laughs> oh, no, look, the date's different. Oops, yeah. oh, only got a 19. Uh, next yeah. roll. Yeah. I don't know, two of my games are done uh, completely online. Same thing. Uh, like, one is a D&D and one is Star Wars. And we actually have, we see everyone. Like, I, mm. I do, I use Zoom. Um, it's, oh. a, it's a um, conferencing. Uh, oh, cool. Um, and so I used to Zoom at first. No, no, Zoom. Yes. Zoom. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, the, the sessions, I believe, only last 45 minutes, though, because uh, <laughs> otherwise you have to pay that. So I, I do pay I for think, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used Zoom for the first time uh, a couple days ago, and um, it was like, oh, really cool, and ah, this is how they get you. Ah, because you need the session, a Zoom session. A weird side note, um, the first 45 minutes of any video conferencing call in a Zoom free, yeah. it's free okay. and I don't need to pay for the premium which mm-hmm. hey I get it it's but. a little bit it's a little bit pricey but also since doing that I've had zero problems no lag and oh, okay. and the video and audio is really good nice. so I just use one app for that and then and then uh, Discord for any like pics and stuff we want to share and then mm-hmm. roll 24 for maps and character sheets like nice. I don't yeah. So Jeff, what I'm, what I believe, what it's I'm here. hearing the, is the, that the digital is here already. Digital is here. Zoom yeah. uh, needs to become a sponsor. Of yeah. 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 <laughs> if they do, you better call me. Yeah, yeah. 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 we will get you in on that too. Yeah. 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 Put my hand up for that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Use coupon code science at checkout. Oh, yeah. I heard that um, they're now working on um, VR D and D as well. What? Yes. So the, oh. Have you seen these? I have not. That's yeah, okay. So there's, there's some. There's some really. There's some really cool stuff. And yeah. now, whether or not this is like someone's pipe dream, or whether or not it's something they can actually, I don't know how they could make it happen that it could be accessible. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things that like D and D's right on that verge of inaccessibility because of the book costs, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why I really like the starter set and the essentials kit because yeah. they're like built for people who just want to play or people who want to run. Yeah. And they're like thirty five bucks, and you got everything you need for a couple games. Like mm-hmm. it's perfect. Yeah. Um, but the book are already getting to that point of like being priced out right yeah because um, you're talking like you know 50 bucks for the no you're talking like 70 bucks in canadian right yeah. so yeah. so and that's and that's completely reasonable for a book mm-hmm. that you're going to be using hundreds oh, of hours yeah. for, right like if yeah. you compare it to a movie it's the same price as two movies yeah. with popcorn and two people mm-hmm. but it's difficult for people yeah. who are like oh yeah you know i want to try D once and see what it's like a right. 70 dollar price tag to try well, D once free, the free the free stuff is all so you can get four characters four character classes from yeah. levels one to level four for free and base rules and a couple monsters and base uh dming rules all on Watsi. Like, they give it away. They yeah. give oh, the nice. base stuff mm-hmm. away. And they've been doing that since this started in yeah, the, 2014. So the actual player hand, player's manual, uh, that's just, like, free. Yeah. In the PDF, you can just download it off. Oh, so it's, okay. like, your first taste for free. Yeah. 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 The first one's all always you need, free. All you need is that book, but... Well, mm. the thing is, like, it's it's... That's the perfect way. Like, if somebody, if that's somebody's reason why they're scared to play, yeah, right. Like, if their reason is because, well, I'm scared of how much, like, I'm, I'm gonna pay all this money and I'm not gonna like it. That's a legitimate concern. Mm-hmm. So, if that's your concern, get the free, play a couple levels, 
and you'll be good. You don't even need to, you don't even need the monsters. Your DM can literally go uh, like two rounds around the table, take a couple hits of damage, and then and then carry on with the story, right? Like mm-hmm. for something like that, it's super easy just to kind of like fudge whatever you need to to make the story happen, Yeah. right? So, so if that's what you're feared of, uh, afraid of. That's what you're afraid of. You can play some D and D. You know, I like my D and D like I like my education. You know, oh, like that's, that's right in there, and you just get you throw a couple dice, and you got some D threes and D nines, and you know. I like the hit yeah. stuff with my app. I don't wear this. I'm going to be using this one later oh, please tonight. Do. Yeah. Oh, please do. The rest yeah. of this episode is done in role playing. Oh, yeah. oh, is that what it is? I'll <laughs> uh, make my know about that. Here's my favorite Gilbert oh, the Dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring up my goblin. Oh my god, that's such a good oh, goblin voice. Yes, I'm goblin. I'm sleepy. I'm horrible at the voices when I when I DM and when I play. Oh god. I always try. Be horrible. Yeah, well, just do it one, anyway. I had one character that I decided I wanted to to have like Yoda. Um, so for like the first five minutes of the game, I did a Yoda voice. Oh, yeah, and it here. never happened let's again. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. Please. Do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's so good. That's really cool. See, that's you didn't answer. try. You did it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the answer to almost every fear with D and D. Yeah. Just just do it. Yeah. Just it, it like it's fun. Yeah. If Nike wants to support you, I'll hey, take some chance. There you but, go. but seriously, like it's it's really just so easy to just sit down and play. Yeah. You just have to let yourself play. Yeah. yeah. It really is. And, just and that's let the other thing play. too, is like I know like one of my fears getting into campaigns was just like you're saying, like I, I need to know everything. You don't need to know everything. And even if you don't, like uh, you can probably get a sense from the enthusiasm of everyone in this room. Just that like if if there's people in the room that are as enthusiastic about it and you aren't sure what to do, we will help you. Be like, mm. okay, well oh. let me let me help you of, of what to do or what to or let me remind you of this spell or like uh, let's look up how this works. Um, like we're all in it together working on this story. You're not just alone being like, well, what are you gonna do? Right? Yeah. Like we're all playing together as a family. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a beautiful sentiment to end this episode on. Um, I, I didn't realize we've gone over our time. Uh, and I had a feeling this was gonna Oh my god, let's go episode. more. Maybe part two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, I'll see you next week for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, the runtime of this podcast episode is like a very short D&D session. So, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, now, very quickly, uh, for our listeners who uh, who would love to be inspired more about D&D, where can they learn more about you and your projects? Uh, you can find uh, me at uh, on Facebook. Just search Montana. You'll, you'll find me. Uh, but you can find YBR Dungeon Masters on uh, www.yvrdungeonmasters.com or at YVR Dungeon Masters on Instagram or at D&D D with an N uh, and an underscore Vancouver. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Um, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Calendorval, and uh, whenever I can, whenever I remember, I post a link to our D and D stream on Twitter. Great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, like all of the social medias, uh, the GM Tim, um, and then my website's thegmtim.ca, um, and you can find me on Norse Foundry Twitch stream. Nice. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Thank you. And for us, of course, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, at 
Science Fierce. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we're also on, on uh, Facebook as well, Fear of Science. And, of course, uh, we have new episodes coming out. Uh, have a listen to our uh, back catalog of episodes. Let us know what you think. And, uh, as always, thank you all so much for listening and for playing. Happy hey. rolling. Yep. May all your rolls be 20. Thanks. Hey. Uh, get back to us soon. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.